All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Newbie Photographer Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and it is good to have you here today. If you're watching the video, you're listening to the audio, either way, we're glad to have you on board for this brand new project, brand new podcast. We're just a few episodes in. And we are here to help simplify photography and photography business for new photographers. If you're just getting started, maybe even figuring out how to get started, or you're within your first few years, three years or so of business, this podcast is for you. We're going to help try to distill down to the most important principles or ideas, concepts that drive photography, good photography, and running a healthy photography business. We're going to do that for you here. And we're actually starting with a series called I Wish I Knew. I'm having a number of photographers on the show share a big idea or principle that they wish they knew when they first got started so that they can help you minimize the stress of getting started yourself. You don't have to repeat the same mistakes um, that maybe they did at the very beginning. So I am privileged to have yet another brand new guest on the Newbie Photographer Podcast today. Kala Lamberg is here. Kala, thank you so much for being on the show, coming back and to talk to me. I say come back. For anybody listening in, I, I run another photography podcast called Boca, and uh, Kala was on the Boca podcast not too long ago. When was that, Kala? Uh, maybe August, September, Okay. Something? So it's been, a, it's been a few months. It's been a few months. But nonetheless, mm -hmm. I really appreciate you coming back to hang out with me and on a new podcast mm -hmm. and ultimately being willing to be a little bit vulnerable, transparent and share a bit of what you've learned thus far in photography and running your photography mm -hmm. business. You're relatively new to the game yourself. Tell us just give us a brief intro yeah. to your business, if you will. Yeah, of course. I, I know we have 20 minutes. So first, a very quick thank you for having me back. Uh, like I, I was on Boca, that was amazing, and I was very happy when you wanted me on this. I'm like, oh, okay, that means I didn't butcher it. Like I've been accepted <laughs> back. Good. Um, <laughs> so big thank you. Uh, always nice to talk. Uh, so my journey. I'll, I'll start with the first time I got paid for photography. It was July 17th, 2020. Okay. First time it was like 150 bucks, and I was like, oh my god, I'm getting paid for this. Amazing. Um, uh, my main thing is, of course, weddings and elopements. So I shot my first one in September of 2020. Uh, you know, after after that, for the rest of 2020, I did three or four weddings. Uh, went full time pretty shortly after that in August of 2021, somewhere around there. Uh, so so really, I'm I'm on ten months of full time, and you know, like maybe a year and a half of weddings, two years of weddings or so. Wow. Okay. So yeah, really yeah, just, getting brand new. <laughs> just getting the game, but you've already, how many weddings have you photographed altogether at this point? Uh, oh God. So I, I thought you asked this, so I added it up last night. Uh, so it was around 35 to 40 okay. last year uh, for this upcoming year. So 2022, I have 36 in the books. That's amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, very grateful and very, very overwhelmed in equal parts. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> a combination of both. Yeah, no, I totally get that. But it, it's always nice to hear the, the level of experience and ultimately how that translate to the, translates to the perspective that you bring to this conversation. And this is an interesting one in that it's not that you've been in business five or 10 years, but you've already developed a very busy business. You've got a number of clients already. And you've already learned some lessons along the way, and I appreciate you being willing to share those with us today. So let's let's start with that big idea. What is that big mm -hmm. idea or concept you wish you understood when you started your photography business not too long ago? I know it seems like yesterday, but also like 50 years ago. 
Uh, so, I mean, starting out in photography, I myself and I think a lot of other people do it because we love the art form, we love the creativity, we love taking photos. Uh, <laughs> what what I didn't anticipate was the sheer level of business know-how that mm -hmm. you need to run a successful and sustainable, you know, photography business. Yeah. Uh, so learning that, which you know, taking photos is tip of the iceberg. The other ninety percent is, you know, you have bookkeeping, accounting, and marketing, and advertising, just all of these things, and those things so so overwhelming and with with me getting into it it was a very trial by error process of learning all of those things and it was incredibly overwhelming uh so i, I like i know the value of trying to avoid that overwhelm and and you know recognizing where will i get overwhelmed before it happens it's mm -hmm. i think it's a lot easier to prepare for overwhelm when you know what to expect than it is to be thrown into it headfirst and and feel like everything's on fire and then have to deal with it. <laughs> that is not so. a fun place to be at all. I no, mean, it's not. Whether you're just fun. <laughs> getting started in business or you've been in business for you know 10, 15 years, yeah, that that place where you have to kind of react in the moment to the stress and the overwhelm, that that's just that just makes everything that much worse. Um, so I'm I'm glad mm -hmm. that you're here to talk about this idea of how to minimize the overwhelm and i know it's kind of an ongoing learning curve for you and and frankly for me i mean i've been in the photography industry for about 20 years now and i'm still learning how to adjust the way that i approach work for the sake of minimizing that stress and, and ultimately the overwhelm as well i'm a little bit of a workflow mm -hmm. nerd but it doesn't mean i have it all figured out or that i'm perfect in the way that i implement these these strategies or principles so yeah it's a learning curve for mm -hmm. everybody involved but i would love for you to share i guess kind of the big ideas that um, are behind this effort at minimizing overwhelm. You've got a number of steps. I think we actually wrote down four um, steps that you're gonna share with our mm -hmm. listeners. Go ahead and just dig into those if you will. For sure, so going through the actual steps or the motivation behind them, sorry. Well, just the, the, the steps. So I, I know that you and I were chatting a little mm -hmm. bit before we got started and we talked about kind of four big ideas that would help minimize that that sense of overwhelm. I think the first one that you, you mentioned to me was the mm -hmm. importance of finding a mentor. Is that right? Yeah. So I, there there's a few options for, you know, being prepared for the overwhelm before it happens. So, you know, if you're if you're going it alone, it is a very you said steep difficult learning curve so i mean one option is of course the the privilege of finding a mentor or you know, I, I i didn't go this route but some people do business coaches and, and things like that someone that you know they've they've tried and tested and how they do things is this is is a true method that will help you so having someone that has that knowledge that can say oh this you you'll you'll run into this issue and this is how you prepare for it so just tapping into their knowledge instead of stumbling through all of these trials and tribulations and, and yeah. learning that way. Uh, well, the, and the cool thing, I mean, and it's kind of meta, right, is, is that the listeners and viewers are getting a bit of that right now through this podcast, thanks to you, um, which is really, really cool. And, and there are, you know, we're going to continue to develop a, a library of resources in that regard for new photographers on this show. But if it comes to finding an individual mentor, is, is there a particular way that you went about finding somebody that worked really well as a mentor for you? Mm -hmm. So I, I've been lucky to have a couple of, you know, very different key people in my life who are already in the photography world. 
uh, like I've, I have one close friend who's in the photo and then video world. So I mean, having someone to, you know, leech up a little bit of knowledge from who was a close friend was really, really good. Uh, also for the, for the sake of you see what they do and you admire them for it and it makes you want to strive towards that. So it's having this shining beacon of light of it's possible. It's not just a pipe dream. You can do it too. In uh, that way, it was really useful. Yeah, the encouragement. Uh, yeah, and I mean, just, just being able to connect with people in the industry online. Uh, <laughs> I, I know it's, it's drilled into your head from a young age. Don't talk to strangers on the internet. But, you know, anecdotally, I've had a really good time doing it. I've met people who have been in the industry for 10, 20, 30 years who their experience they they have so much knowledge and a lot of those people know the difficult difficulties of it and they're willing to help you so i've been very lucky that way as well um and you know you can you can approach people as well if, if you're in weddings approaching people and asking do you need a second shooter an mm. associate can i shadow you uh like 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 you said the tables have kind of turned there's been a few occasions where People have come to me or shadowed me, and it was a moment of realization of, oh my God, I'm so happy that you know with with the the little chunk of knowledge that I have, if I can help someone, even just a little bit, like that's amazing. That's what other people did for me, and it's pretty invaluable. And I think it should be the cycle of someone teaches you things, and when you're in a place where you are confident and knowledgeable about those, that you know you can impart that knowledge onto someone else as well. Yeah, yeah look so. for opportunities to share. That's, that's actually really good. And it's, you know what's actually kind of interesting about the idea of sharing? I mean, we're talking about how to minimize overwhelm and this first step, finding a mentor, so much value in that because they can help guide you, give you the principles, the ideas, the strategies that, that might help minimize that overwhelm to begin with, right? As, as mm -hmm. a photographer is getting started in business. But there's also something really super therapeutic about giving some of the knowledge that you've been able to take on to somebody else as well. Because uh, it's easy to get stuck in our head and obsessed with our own issues and problems, but when we're able to take what we've learned and share some of that with another photographer, that can be super therapeutic. So that, that's actually a really mm -hmm. good reminder. Okay, so first step to minimizing overwhelm, finding a mentor, and, and that's actually really great advice. Number two, the, the second one you mentioned to me earlier was identifying, or the importance of identifying overwhelm before it consumes you. And this is an interesting mm -hmm. one. Like it, overwhelm can become this massive snowball that just is so much that we can barely handle it, right? But if we can learn to identify that overwhelm before it becomes such a big thing, then we can squash the possibility of, of it totally just taking over, I guess, for lack of a better description. So yeah. how would you recommend our listeners go about identifying it before it becomes too big a deal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's that is a very tricky thing. So I'm, I'm going to throw a metaphor out. Love metaphors, similes, big fan. Uh, have you have you ever heard of the comparison of if you put a frog in, in water, lukewarm water, he's fine, he's chilling, he's having a great time. It's it's just a nice bathtub for him. But you start slowly heating that water up mm -hmm. uh, because it's such this gradual introduction of, you know, discomfort. The frog doesn't realize, and pretty soon he's just he's he's not okay. He's cooked. So I see <laughs> overwhelm in that way is that it can happen so gradually that you don't realize it until it's at the at the boiling point, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, I'm like a boiled frog all of a sudden, instead of you know recognizing 
this is the situation I'm in. Yeah. That's the beginning stages of overwhelm. Yep. Um, so, I mean, being very in tune with how you feel and when you feel overwhelmed. Uh, so it's, and, and, and not to discount overwhelm as, oh, a hustle mentality. I'm working so hard. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, when we started, you, you take this strange pride and, oh, I worked for 14 hours today. I got 17 seconds of sleep. I'm fine. Who needs, who needs quality sleep? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and you kind of take this pride in it and, and it's unfortunate. And then all of a sudden you're, you're at the point where it's completely overwhelming. And when you're in that stress stage, it's going to be a lot more difficult to do the things that will make you less stress and less overwhelmed. Uh, last year I was saying that I was so busy that I couldn't do the things that would help me to be less busy. I was like, oh my God, I don't have the time right now in full force wedding season to figure out how to outsource editing or get a bookkeeper or just do anything. It was just getting through it head down. Uh, so had I known, you know, I, I need to check in with myself if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm feeling overwhelmed and feeling stressed and feeling burnt out, how, how can I stop that? before I'm just in over my head. Yeah. Well, it's, mm -hmm. and I think being proactive in that regard, it, it's, it's also very easy to put cause I'm a very emotional guy, right? So it's, it's very easy to put too much weight on how we feel and to kind of get obsessive almost about how we feel. There's a balance to be had somewhere. And I know it's going to differ for, for different people from person to person, but at the end of mm -hmm. the day, you're right. We need to pay attention um, to certainly the amount that we're working, but then how that's ultimately translating to our, physical health and our mental health and keep tabs on it mm -hmm. proactively so that we don't yeah. get to a place where we're, we're stuck. And I mean, literally stuck. Sometimes it's, you know, we get, we get so stressed out and we are so overwhelmed that maybe physically, technically we can move, but it feels like we can't, it feels like we can't do that next mm -hmm. thing. Cause it's just so much we've gotten so overwhelmed. So being proactive and keeping tabs on, on um, our mental and physical health for the sake of minimizing overwhelm and the bigger picture, super, super important. Um, and I know mm -hmm. that's something that we could park, that uh, a topic that we could park on and spend a lot more time on. We've only got a few minutes here though. So I wanna jump to the third point that you mentioned to me earlier, which is mm -hmm. anticipating what systems you need to run your business. And I, this is like a three hour conversation if we had it, right? Like the, mm -hmm. digging into the importance of systems, the significance of systems, uh, for the sake of helping streamline our business and minimize overwhelm is huge. Talk to us a little bit about what that means for you. Hmm. So there, there are a few common things that you, you can do to really help you. I'd say that the biggest point is recognizing what what's your weakness? What do you struggle with the most? So I mean, if you're consistently behind on editing, that's, you know, that's a red flag to check out. Should I outsource some of this at least? Uh, wherever you're falling short is really the the thing that you should be giving attention to and either you know you you can try to learn it yourself that might lead to more overwhelm or uh, you know outsource it give it to someone else that's going to be better at that and and it's very hard to let go of parts of your business like there's generally so much passion tied up in what we do with our business that the idea of giving it to someone else is like terrifying I, like, I feel like it's handing your baby to someone to some stranger and you're like no they can't do it like I would and <laughs> uh, so recognize where you struggle the most uh, like I, I would say that you know if I didn't have uh, I, I personally use HoneyBook as a CRM so it keeps 
everything organized, all and of your clients. A CRM too, for, for new photographers who wouldn't know, a CRM is a customer relationship manager, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the, the level of communication needed to be a photographer with clients is overwhelming and it adds up quickly. I mean, let's say you have 20 or 30 weddings and you need to communicate with them however many times. That is a massive amount of emails, a lot of different stages of where they're at with the planning, what you need to do. Uh, so something that can organize that so it's not taking up space in your brain. You want, you want it to free up that filing cabinet or it becomes a junk drawer of papers flying around in a tornado. Uh, <laughs> that's a good way to put so it, yeah. <laughs> some, yeah, it's, I, I think so. Uh, so that's been really helpful for me. There's, you know, there's a million things that you can outsource or have someone else do. So, I mean, I, I outsource some of my editing. Uh, Non-shameless plug for ph photographers edit. Bless you. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't tell people to say that, I promise. We do that on our, on our own uh, free will. Uh, I, I recently got a virtual assistant that has been amazing. She's just this, this catch-all person for little tasks that would otherwise overwhelm me. Uh, I have a bookkeeper I, and that's fantastic because you know my weakness is organization and understanding finances. Numbers just don't compute up there. Uh, so, so looking to see what your weaknesses are and what you can possibly give to someone else that would free up time for you. Yeah, that that's really good. You know, and I was the fourth point that you actually made to me had to do with outsourcing before you're overwhelmed. And there's an interesting kind of connection between systems and this third point that we were talking about and outsourcing. Outsourcing in and of itself can be its own system, right? Where we're delegating tasks to someone else or to another company that frees us up to focus on the things that hopefully will be driving revenue, that will drive growth for our mm -hmm. business. Certainly the things that we'd like to do or that we're good at, that's part of it. But we also have to think about what we need to focus on for the sake of growing the business, what actually needs, what we actually need to be involved in versus the things that need to be done but don't necessarily require our involvement. When, when I think, mm -hmm. Kella, and we just have about 90 seconds here left for this episode, but when I, when I think about the the kind of the major components of a business there's marketing communication the actual photography image and product delivery and then the financial management piece so five kind of primary pieces and it, mm -hmm. i mean again major topic topics so we spend hours and hours and hours talking about but for those of you new photographers listening in kelly makes a really important point here uh, two important points one about the importance of systems especially it relates to those five different categories in our business and then secondly, of course, about the importance of delegating as much of that as you possibly can. It helps minimize the overwhelm at the end of the day. And if, if you as new photographers getting started, those of you listening and watching can begin to develop the systems and, and delegate as much as, po as possible of those five categories, those five areas of your business, it truly will make all the difference in the world. Um, and Cal, I pre appreciate you highlighting that. I know we had such limited mm -hmm. time today, but I really appreciate ah. you being willing to, to come on the show and, and yeah. just give some insight based on what you've learned so far in business. We remind our listeners one more time where they can find you online and on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm of course, most active on Instagram. Uh, so Calla Ramberg Photography, K-A-L-L-A. -L -L oh, he spelled it out. I won't bother. Cal uh. Well, for those <laughs> listening in the audio, it's K-A-L-L-A-R-A-M-B-E-R-G oh. Photography. So Calla Ramberg Photography, correct? And then the yeah, same so thing for your website, right? 
correct. Yeah, I didn't get too creative with the naming. Pretty straightforward. Dot .ca. Yeah. Perfect. Kala, I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Have an absolutely lovely day. Thank you for having me. I want to talk for 17 more hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh.